Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Confederacy adults. Toronto Raptors. Scotty B. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. It's uh, the Confederacy of Dunks basketball podcast. Uh, This is episode 300 and I want to say 20, but I'm I'm wrong. It's episode 314. Hey, Uh, or 15, maybe. Yeah, 15. Okay, 315. We got there. We got there. Uh, I'm your host, Andy Hull. Uh, With me is our uh, co-host, our interim uh, Freddie replacement. Uh, Give it up, even if you're at home, for Brendan Halloran. Brendan, what's happening? Hey, it's great to be here. Um, It's exciting to be here. Hey, for the first time since I I joined this podcast in mid-January, it's actually exciting to be talking Raptors ball on a Raptors podcast. Let's go. It Um, is. Yeah, we had a lot of, um, I was clued into a lot of uh, messages we had from the Scotty Hive that we were not particularly (laughs) nice to Scotty Barnes last week. Also, in the intro to this song, he's the only Raptor name check. This is not yeah. an anti-Scotty Barnes podcast. No. This is very pro-Scotty Barnes podcast, but like our guy had just walked out on the team while the game was still going on. I mean, we yeah. <laughs> we have to address the things that we see. Yeah, exactly. And no one was giving up on Scotty. We weren't like, uh, screw this guy forever. Yeah. We were simply discussing an issue that was happening that week. And that's what happens with sports media. But guess what? All I see is engagement. So we're good. We're fine. It's All fine. I see is numbers. That's it. All I see is money signs. Um, yeah, yeah. So our beloved Toronto Raptors, we got three in a row. We got pizza, baby. Let's go. Where do you think uh, we're getting the pizza from? I know a lot of people have been weighing in. Yes. Yeah. I heard some people say Brooklyn is the place that they think because it's like a fancy pizza place here. Brooklyn yeah, north of Brooklyn. Something like that. Uh, not for me, though. I think the Raptors are going classic Pizza Nova. Let's uh, go. <laughs> They're getting the classic Brendo special, which yes. is, for those of you who don't know, which is mm-hmm. probably fucking everybody on this. It's for sure uh, everyone. Uh, it is. Uh, the, the, I have a special pizza that all my friends know me for. It is green pepper, <laughs> pepperoni, and bacon strips. Not, <laughs> not bits. Strips. It's a really yeah. nice combination. Try it out sometime. Uh, a, get, it, get it as thin as you can. It's a simple pie, but it's very good. Yeah. Um. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. I think I, they're probably getting some kind of fancy pizza, but like, really, I think the best chain Toronto slice is Pizza Nova. Yeah, I think it is still the chain. Like, I've moved on to a couple of like bespoke uh, places that are just like that, that are not a chain. They're just like their own right. spots. Yeah. Uh, I'll just get one out. There's this one at the end of my street. It's called um, uh, One Night Only. It's on Pape, if you live okay. in Toronto. Uh, Pape, just south of Danforth. It's, ah, oh, it's Very perfect. Good. So good, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, I know there's one. I don't know where it is anymore. I feel like we all had it at Duras's wedding. Big Bands? Big Man Pizza or something? Is that what yep. it's called? Yeah. That that place is incredible. Very, very good. Uh, very, very good slices there. And Makers is great if you're out here in the um, 
in the sort of west-ish end here. Um, but yeah, no, I'm I'm a big Pizza Nova guy. Uh, who do you think is the is the who do you think gets the weirdest pizza on the Raptors? I was thinking about this because they asked Darko what pizza he likes the most, and he said like, uh, mm, "I like margarita pizza the best." <laughs> uh, and I was like. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. like classic Italian. I like the, you know. So yeah, and I, I love a margarita. He, he, well, he sounded a little more Italian in that one. He sounded more Italian in the clip I heard. Hey, well, that's that's why about, I'm doing it that when way. When we're talking about pizza, we all sound Italian, baby. <laughs> he sounded Italian. Uh, and yeah, so like, who's getting the bizarre slice? Who's getting the anchovies? Or who's getting like, I don't know. I don't even I don't know. know. What's it's a? Gotta, it's got to be Boucher. They got to do something <laughs> different in Quebec. You know. Yeah, there's some Montreal slice he gets. There's definitely something going on there. Who's he's he's ordering from Boston Pizza? He's getting the pierogi pizza, uh, which hey, listen, I'm making fun of it in this moment, but it's actually really good. Okay, are you a um, Boston Pizza guy? I don't think I've ever had a pizza from Boston Pizza. I, I don't, don't think I've even never eaten at a Boston Pizza. You've never eaten at a Boston Pizza? No, that's strange to me. Is it? But yeah, when Boston Pizza was new, wasn't didn't you like go all the time? I did. No, <laughs> no, oh my no, god! I always thought it looked bad. I don't know. Do they? They're not a sponsor of any of this stuff, are they? No, 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 no. Only the case, then they're great. I love them. No, Fanduel only. Fanduel okay. makes great pizza. If you can, Fanduel has it has the logo is in the shape of a, of a of a slice of a pizza. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, no, Boston Pizza. Um, when it first came out, me and my family would go all the time because it was like, hey, a, a new restaurant. Mm. Um, and um, uh, but we never got the pizza. We would always get like the other, you know, whatever other food, sandwiches and stuff. And then someone told me way later that like, hey, you know, Boston Pizza's pizza is actually pretty good. And I was like, hmm, I never considered even getting the pizza at a place called Boston Pizza, you know, which is weird. They're all frozen, though. They're not they're not like actually good. But like if you're going to get a pizza from there and you get one of them and you're like, oh, okay, yeah, this is okay. Yeah, you're saying fuck them. I hear you. I hear you loud and clear. I am kind of saying fuck them and fuck the Trilliming family as a whole, kind of. Um, anyways, uh, that guy used to be a cop. Who cares? <laughs> Forget him. Um, but yeah, what an exciting time. We're back, baby. We're back to to talking about wins against wins. good teams, even though maybe their players had bad games. That's fine. That's fine. Listen, these are three games that if you are going to move up in the standings, you need to win. You have 100%. to beat Atlanta. You have to beat the Nets. You have to beat the Pacers. We almost beat the Pacers the uh, previous time that we played them. Uh, but, you know, we had some uh, inexperience late, and it uh, it kind of yeah. showed, and they beat us. But now look at us. We're 3.5 3. games back from uh, the play-in spot, uh, uh, a situation that last week, the week previous, the previous week to that, I did not really anticipate that we were going to be in. Now, we should take this with like the hugest grain of salt because the, the schedule coming up is pretty challenging. It's rough. Yeah. Um, we do not have like the hardest schedule going forward. I think I looked it up and we have like the 17th hardest schedule, but we are playing a lot of uh, uh, top teams. We have a lot of uh, playoff, uh, uh, solid playoff teams that we have to beat in order to sort of maintain this momentum. And when you're down this much, it feels like you have to to pedal twice as hard to get up the hill. And because uh, we have to jump, um, you know, uh, we have to jump uh, two teams to get into the into the plan. But uh, also, Trey Young out with an injury now. So uh, perhaps Atlanta, not much to play for. We'll start shutting it down. You, you kind of hope that maybe a couple of these teams will start shutting it down a little bit, but the play-in does make sure that um, 
um, that people are going full force. And that's exactly what the Raptors are going to do. And that's what I think is uh, the most compelling reason to watch them down the stretch is that they're not really going to shut it down or, uh, you know, pivot for draft position or uh, start playing for next year. Uh, I think that they're going to ride guys as hard as they can into this final stretch. And we'll see what happens. I mean, once you get into the play and especially with this team, uh, Scotty can get hot. Scotty Barnes is a great player, everybody. He's very good. <laughs> He's very, very good. Uh, we do love Scotty. He he is good. He had a triple double last night. Uh, and uh, like what five blocks too? Five like, blocks, which are much more impressive than those Victor Women Yama dunks. The, absolutely, that I, was, that I was shitting on uh, a couple weeks ago. <laughs> These are that's hard. It's much harder. That's hard. Blocking threes, and he does not have um, uh, he doesn't you know ten foot arms. Yes, exactly. Uh, no, it was, uh, a very, like so much about last night. What I mean, obviously, listen, it wasn't some blowout or something. Um, but it was, it was exciting to see a lot of what happened last night in that. Uh, and we're talking about the Pacers game here, just in case, but, um, uh, where you had this thing where I think I thought IQ and Scotty were like, really, they, the, the chemistry is really starting to come together for those two guys, I think. And, and that's a lot of the buzz that's in and around the team right now as we're starting to see uh uh quickly like like get in there and like uh, his his the whole team was just sort of working around uh, uh these guys and rj who's like the other sort of part of this whole offensive tri- triad we have here um is also playing so well and is very exciting to watch him and and like it's like the media kind of goes back and forth on 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 these these types of stories where there's iq and scotty or just scotty alone and then, but then they like kind of like like I've noticed that like not as many stories about RJ, but like RJ's having a great time right now. Uh, just so strong, getting in the basket, like really just force, uh, uh, not forcing it in a negative way, but really forcing what he wants to do with the ball. And like it's so exciting to see it. And then, um, you know, um, I was talking to Freddie actually. Freddie and I, I drove to a uh, to a, a, an audition today together so we were just talking raptors we talked about his like new kid for like 10 minutes and then it was just raptors the whole <laughs> the whole rest of it's so, like we should have just recorded that podcast and then had it as like a bonus um but yeah we were just talking about how um uh um you know getting the 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 moves that you know were made here getting uh, uh kelly and like oche and these guys like is just man it's it's night and day like you know i'm not saying this team is automatically like a playoff team or something like that but it's just it's it's you're you're seeing the development you're letting you're seeing guys being able to breathe almost you know and like we gotta we have a bench now that can come on and these guys can come in and like they have their own thing going on almost you know like we're all playing within this system obviously but like they've got their they've they've got their own you know vibe to them when you get kelly when you get grady out there like now all of a sudden like um these are guys that you can rely on for like points you know like they're not just uh i don't know they're not just like plugging the holes and like hoping the ship doesn't sink you know what i mean they're just they're out there doing stuff and they're out there making making shit happen and it's it's exciting it's exciting to watch that i don't and honestly i don't care if the team goes 500 for the rest of the season or or even less than that and, and we start losing it's just nice to see that okay we have a bit of an identity now these guys are starting to gel and come together and we're seeing it it pay off it's nice to see absolutely especially when that identity is uh sharing the ball and moving it around yes. really nicely uh, i saw a lot of great uh breakdowns online today of um you know of uh grady and kelly olenic and uh, scotty barnes working off of each other uh to create different looks for each other 
which is really great to see. Um, Kelly Olenek really coming in and stabilizing the bench, it feels like. It, yeah. it feels like like the second coming of Marcus Gasol. Perhaps he's not <laughs> as good defensively, but he does shoot a little bit better. Yeah. Um, but just like a very solid, savvy veteran presence. Veteran presence. Come in, calm things down, make the right reads, make the right passes, hit down shots when he has to hit down shots. It's been really nice to see that coming in on the bench. You mentioned RJ. RJ is averaging career highs now. Um, and the thing, the knock against RJ coming in was that his efficiency was not very good, that he could sometimes mm. get a little tunnel vision-y. Um, and we have not really seen that with the Raptors so much. There's been a few off games, but like, as I said, he's averaging career highs um, uh, across the board. And um, I know that uh, that Knicks fans will say that that come and goes, comes and goes a little bit, but uh, I'm just wondering if like, uh, I'm like, what is the sample size that we need to see to say that, oh, we actually have like a, a, a better version full time of uh, of RJ. He's played 21 games. Is it now? It, it feels like now it feels like we kind of have a good sense of what he looks like in this system. I think it plays for him a little bit better. He can get downhill a little bit more um, and um, and cut a lot more. We uh, this offense cuts all over the place. Um, so yeah, it feels really good. Like, I don't know, winning, winning makes you feel good. Right. So like, it's very easy. <laughs> the team is not significantly different than it was last week at this time, but you string together a couple of wins and it, it, it just uh, takes the pressure off everything. And, um, and, uh, so maybe perhaps we're being a little too like, everything is great. And Elio <laughs> Linux is the best. And, <laughs> Well, and, you sure uh, heard, I mean, this is the beginning of this is the way we're at the beginning of the season when the Raptors were like 500, but like we were beating like, you know, we we're beating Milwaukee and stuff like that. We were like, whoa, this team is exciting. Look out. Yeah. Malachi Flynn, you know, um, this does feel different than that because that was, you know, obviously that's a team we knew really well and we've seen a lot more out of those guys. Whereas now we did, we had these moves and uh you know we know rj iq these guys we know they're good players but there is this question of okay like right away their impact is this but like what's it going to be going forward obviously the team is under 500 and like we're you know not really a play-in team even at this point um so you got to start asking questions and that's what basketball podcasts do that's what sports media does when that's the situation your team is in then you got to look and ask questions and be like what's going on with this when we're winning it's like it's so much easier to just talk about stuff and just be excited about it and sometimes that can seem maybe overexcited but guess what who cares it's fun it's more fun that way um i was talking to freddie about rj specifically and 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 you kind of brought it up there that like in new york he has this reputation and you know being the third pick overall then like coming in like I think we forget, well, maybe they don't, but we do, that like New York, uh, what a crazy franchise it is to play for the Knicks, right? Uh, uh, there's so, There must have been so much pressure on RJ to come in and have this, you know, be the third pick overall, be this, have this huge impact on the team. And anytime the Knicks are looking like they're going to be at all good, New York fans lose their mind about it, it, it and rightfully so, you know, because they, they're big obviously huge basketball fans they love it Great they advice. lose their friggin minds about it and it's like and it's everything so so if you show that and then all of a sudden you know you are you do have some time where it's not happening like that and your team starts to lose a few games then it's like the criticism almost comes back in the in the same or even you know even more so right so 
so it's it's a tough city to play in it's it's honestly i think it's crazy that uh i i don't always think of the knicks um and new york in general as like one of the big basketball markets i know it is like i know it is in my head of course you know it's new york city how could it not be the knicks but you think of lakers you think of the celtics like even like with the recent history because the knicks haven't been good for so long you think like maybe some people even like think like the heat you know miami that's like been obviously like a a basketball destination for great players and they've had a lot of great teams and stuff but the knicks haven't been good for so long that we're just kind of like oh yeah the knicks they're not very good uh, but to you, you we're seeing it now, you know, they, they make the OG trade and all of a sudden and, they, you know, they got their guy. Right. Like Brunson is their guy for sure. And they're playing well and, and they're in they're in the playoffs uh, uh, discussion, of course. And like they're it's nuts there, <laughs> you know, so it's it's, you know, some players flourish under that and some players get unjustly criticized under those circumstances. And maybe that just wasn't the situation for RJ to, to flourish it. And you can be tough on that if you want. You can say he's not mentally tough enough to deal with that. That might be correct. But uh, that doesn't change the fact that if he goes to another place, he can flourish. And hopefully that's what's happening here at the Raptors. I think that is what's happening. Yeah, I think so. I think it's just like it's, you know, there's more motion for him. There's more room to operate. He's not standing around watching. Um, yeah, Julius Randall with you know ISO. Um, uh, yeah, I think it, there's just a little bit more room for him to operate, to cut, to get involved in the offense, to move around, and uh, I think that's been largely beneficial for him. So he's not just standing there having to catch and shoot all the time. Um, another thing I've noticed during the stretch that I, I have no stats to back this up whatsoever. This we're is, not big stats guys. We're not big stats guys. This is just <laughs> purely anecdotal. Yeah. Uh, but from watching games. I would bet that uh, by the end of this year, um, uh, Emmanuel quickly is going to have the most, I don't even know what to call them, but like, like walk off shots or basically like walk off three pointers okay, yep. where basically okay. he hits a three pointer and the other team calls a timeout and he's skipping back down the court as they've called a timeout. It has happened so many times. So many I times. think more than any other Raptors player, he's the guy it's like when he shoots, the other team is about to call a timeout. <laughs> because he has these like huge momentum swinging uh he can hit these huge momentum swinging shots i wish there was a way to quantify it i wish there was a w- something to call it um but i have noticed it um in every single game is that uh at least maybe once or twice a game he has hit a shot and the other team's just been like ah, time out and that <laughs> it is so satisfying and i love that that is his uh i'm going to come up with a clever name for it we will talk about it we will mention it when we see it um we will uh, identify it we will label it we will label it but i just want to i want to put it out there if anybody has an idea for what that name could be what that what that type of play is um walk off is the only thing i can i could uh, uh yeah but right the walk off like it indicates like in baseball that it's over right like it's actually totally totally but like you know to be fair here all of the players are walking off the court right now to go to the timeout. that's true so, that's true so maybe it's well, more of a literal not, meaning yeah it's not a literal thing but like i'm sure somebody i'll try to come up with something more clever but um it's just something i noticed last night i think it happened twice um the skip away yeah uh, yeah uh, uh, that's just for him though if it's a hit a three other team calls a timeout what's that play what's that called yes what is that a, uh a, um 
a must pause situation. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, we gotta we gotta talk about it. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. We'll 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 sort of you know we'll uh, we'll shoot some things around. We'll brainstorm off air, uh, perhaps. Um, let's talk about the bench a little bit. Uh, let's talk about the uh, Grady Dick uh, coming in and being a real factor um, in these games and and seeing him, uh, um, you know, I mean, seeing him develop, obviously, since, you know, that beginning of the season where it was like this guy's, you know, the franchise was very much like this guy's going to play real minutes for us. We expect him to come in and be this impact player. It was very clear he didn't belong, you know, on the court for those minutes. Uh, goes down, obviously, stand with the G League, 905. Now he's up, and it's like, I, this is a crazy, to me, I mean, obviously, he's not, listen, this guy's not, you know, scoring 50 points a game. But this is a pretty, like, a very impressive turnaround. I, I really think so. And turn, I mean, turnaround. He's a developing player. It's not a turnaround. But it is, a, it is I think, remarkable um in that we should remark upon it that he has uh that he's he's earned his way back onto the team in a regular bench spot and is being relied on to do what he does you know make these huge shots uh yeah it's you know he 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 moves without the ball well he can pass he can play make and now he's hitting the shots that he had to to hit. He was just not knocking mm. down shots before, and now he's hitting open shots. He's hitting contested shots. Uh, and I think the real the real like credit is to uh, uh, Grady Dick, and also the developmental process of the Toronto Raptors. Uh, Raptors have taken a lot of shit recently for their developmental process. Not really like um, uh, developing any, any late round guys that can come in and uh, solidify the team. Yeah. Um, and so we had uh, Grady. Grady's like a mid pick, and um, I uh, atrocious, atrocious start to the season. Um, but nobody seemed to panic. Uh, they sent him down to the G League, and to his credit, Grady went down, worked on his game, went to the G League, came back up. And I think that that patience, that level of patience that Masai always talks about, and you, um, uh, we all don't like to talk about because it's very hard to be patient. Um, I think that level of patience throughout the organization has really shown. And I think that this is a developmental win, even though Grady was supposed to be a little bit, was supposed to be on track from this right away. But I think, I think that there is an alternate path that the team could have taken where they, um, they keep him up and he just kind of gets buried a little bit and his confidence sags even more. Um, and he's not even a factor now, but I think that they identified pretty early what was necessary and um and took the really good developmental steps that may feel like a bit of a like you know this might hurt this guy's ego a bit or he might uh, might hurt his confidence to be like I'm a I'm the 13th pick in the draft and now I'm playing in the G League in in 2 months um i think it was a really uh, smart smart path that they put him on and it's uh, it's paid off and you you love it to see you love to see when the patience pays off and think about it like at the beginning of the season think about who's on the raptors bench you've got gary you got precious and that's kind of it a little bit you know what i mean like you and then then you're looking at grady dick and that's like not to say that that's too much pressure tons of guys come in and and sort of you know sit sit in in that spot on the bench but it's it's like we we there's not a ton to go to there you're always seeing like you know you were always seeing like scotty plus whoever else from the bench and they were just kind of working around 
the starter that was still on the court at the time. Whereas now it really feels like with, like I was saying earlier, like Kelly Olenek, obviously this, you got a veteran guy coming in, knows what, knows what he's doing. O'Chay's coming in looking great. And Grady, uh, and, and, you know, I mean, Gary had a good defensive night last night. That helps. Um, these guys, uh, uh, Brown as well, obviously, but like this guy's all together. They've, they've meshed together. And I think, I mean, obviously, but I think that like, it's so much easier to work from the bench when that's, when you're kind of, when you're being trusted that much, you know, I mean, right now in Toronto sports, there's a whole thing about, and there has been with the Raptors for a long time. This is the whole criticism about Nick Nurse is playing your starters way too long, obviously, but like, uh, the Leafs have this going on right now. The Raptors have it where it's like the Raptors are kind of the inverse where it's like the Leafs weren't playing their guys enough. And then, and we just didn't have guys to play in the Raptors. So, but now it's like, now we're seeing the bench step up because we have these players. We've made a couple moves and now they're really doing their thing. And this, I mean, the same is true for the Leafs now. The, the, the seems as though their coaches also trusted, uh, they're like sort of third and fourth line guys, but, but it's so, I, th- I mean, obviously, the the moves that we've we've made here are the are the reasons we can uh, start to rely on these guys a bit more, and they're really starting to gel. Uh, it's just nice to see. It's just so nice to see. It. It's just nice you know? to see. It's nice to see defined roles, and it, this you know? feels a lot more like a team, like a full team, than it did. Yes. You know, even yes. at the beginning of the season, where it felt like a collection of talented players, and nobody really knew what was happening. Um, and th- and that's not to knock the guys that we've traded, I think, right? Like, we're not talking about, I'm not talking uh, like Pascal uh, and, and OG, if there's any kind of negative thing about those guys. Like, I mean, those guys are who they are. They're great players. Uh, you know, they're, they're, it's just that I feel like when you, when you've got a thing, when you're in a situation where it's like, we're, we need to get young guys and develop them, especially around, you know, Scotty and, your big draft pick and Grady, like now you want these guys to be able to see real minutes and, and be a part of this thing and learn and within the system. And I think um, um, maybe when you have these brighter stars who have been here from a championship, even, and, and been here for that long, it just is, it can, it can be a weird dynamic. Uh, uh, and so I'm obviously we're all, we were all sad to see those players we love be traded, um, but that's the reality of the, of the business. And now we're here and, and it seems like we're on a good path here, you know, in the last couple of games. Definitely. It's incredibly hard in the NBA to bridge eras. So, yes. And that's really what it felt like we were trying to do. Uh, and it's incredibly difficult to do that. I think like, you know, you look at Golden State, that has not been a, a smooth transition transition from era to era. That's sort of, you know, you I think as much as you try to transition from an older era into a younger one, you tend to hang on to the older one for a little bit too long. And then you just have to pivot all the way back to the, the new era. And so it's really great that they that they didn't end up making these trades. You know, I think we're probably a better team with Pascal Siakam on our team, but like it didn't make sense yeah. timeline wise and long term sure. wise. Um, so it is nice that we just transitioned back this way. Uh, and I think it's really beneficial to have no one's contractual status hanging over over a cloud like uh, over the yeah. team. Even though Emmanuel quickly is going to be a, an RFA and will command some sort of. Um, um, uh, like twenty-five million dollar contract or something. It's not. It's not undoable. It's not an albatross. It's not something that needs to be addressed. It's probably something that's going to get figured out. You know, pending some sort of like dumb offer sheet from somebody else. 
Right. Um, so it's just nice to know that uh, these are the players. This is the team. This is what's happening going forward. We'll see what happens with Gary. But like, you know, no one's losing sleep about what's going to happen with Gary. We'll see what happens with IQ. No one's losing sleep about what's going to happen with IQ. So um, uh, really nice to be sort of free of those questions after having them hang around for a long time. Uh, I know players probably don't put too much stock into it, but like it is stuff that they get asked about a lot. So, yes, in short, we've transitioned the eras. Uh, we have we have no uh, questions <laughs> lingering about who's going to be here uh, from this core. They're going to be here for a while. We're going to follow these guys, um, and that feels great. And then we're now we're on you know the push for the play in. Um, it's a, I think it's a real push too. I really do. I think like if, I think I mean obviously we've won three in a row here now, and so it's 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 easy to be optimistic. But um, and we got you know I you know what I, I our schedule isn't that bad coming up. It's you know, like you said like. At first, I was like, it's rough. It's like, oh, no, I was actually, we got Dallas. We got some other, we got, like, Golden State who are, who are scrapping right now. But mm-hmm. but it's not, like, this, da- like, completely daunting, uh, you know. You got some some teams like Phoenix, which are, like, obviously very good teams, but they are starting to kind of, like, show a little bit, you know. The, I don't know if it's, like, later in the season or whatever. Maybe it's just the All-Star slump or whatever. But um, I think these are, a couple of these are winnable games, Um uh, obviously, yeah, Dallas I don't know. Task. I look at it and I'm not like super. Okay, so let's just go through it really quickly here. It's Mavericks next. Uh, okay, that's a tough hard, game. That's tough. Warriors after that. Golden that's State. Tough. Always a tough game, but then, but not impossible. Yeah. Uh, then it's Hornets. That's winnable. That's winnable. Uh, then it's then it's Pelicans. That's tough. Pelicans are tough. Yes. Yeah. That's that's maybe winnable. That's pretty tough. Probably. The, the doors. Depends, the doors open. Depends who's, depends who's playing. Yeah. Portland, obviously. Portland, that's we can. Winnable. That's winnable. Denver's then it's Nuggets. Uh, this Detroit. Pistons game, the Pistons game is apparently not winnable. What? Uh, says the who? Pistons will beat us. It says, says the Detroit Pistons who beat us earlier in the year. No, it's winnable. You know it is. No, uh, they're going to gonna. And then you go it. like, then you go like, then you have uh, back, back to back against Orlando. Yeah. Um, then Kings Thunder, you know, then it like light, lightens up a little bit. But um, yeah. So I, I agree it, that it's not like easy, no. but it's not the hardest. No. You know? Um, so I think that I think the door is open here for the Raptors to to, to find their way into this playing spot, and then and then what's the best case scenario? I mean, seven. Uh, sure. Listen, the, the, the well, yes, that is the that is the we don't want eight. The best you case scenario. I don't want to play. I don't want to play the Celtics. So, well, seven. like at this point, you you know you're not winning the first round anyway, so it actually doesn't well, matter okay. if you're paying. It doesn't actually matter if you're the eight, seven or eight seed because it's really just about the reps, and so you might as well play the best team and get blown out and get angry about it. Okay, that's 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 a take, but it, I think it's better to play a team like Cleveland and and actually maybe steal a game or two and be in a real series and feel and feel the pressure that way because if you're getting blown out two three games in a row the the you know that that's never good for your mental state and to think that you were never in it to begin with is like i don't know if that's great obviously it's 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 good i think to play in the playoffs period it's good to play against great teams period you get to see how people win and stuff like that i think that is a real thing but i do feel like playing against a team that you actually might be able to steal a game off of here and there is 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 better can I just talk about the whiplash that I'm feeling right now? Of <laughs> us talking about being in the playoffs. Last week, well, last week we were just like, it's going to take years <laughs> and we're not ready for it. And this yeah. week, we're picking potential playoffs. 
like, we're like, even mm, play in, play in I don't want to play like, the Celtics. Um, actually, when we win the play in. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. We're, we're talking best case scenario here. We're you know? Best case scenario. We're 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 talking uh, seeds. We're talking rankings. <laughs> uh, oh man! I just okay. like the, 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 for this much to change in one week. I, I cannot wait to see where we're going to be next week. Um, when we're like, oh, title contenders, all of a sudden, like, yeah, you know, Miami, <laughs> Miami was in the play-in and they went to the finals. <laughs> yeah, that's what we're gonna do. Um. Yeah, it's it's alarming, to be honest. But hey, it's fun, it's right? right? Fun. Like it's more fun than the alternative, right? Uh, okay, let's uh, let's take a let's take a look around the 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 larger league that we're in here, the National Basketball Association. Um, I saw something that made me laugh out loud today, and it was um, LeBron tweeting about Bronny about how people are talking about him, and LeBron goes. Can, uh, this is a direct quote from his tweet, which I think he's since deleted. Uh, but he goes, can y'all please just let the kid be a kid and enjoy college basketball, right? Which is for sure true, right? Mm-hmm. Let's just let him play college basketball. Says the guy who is like, Bronny could play on the Lakers today. He could play on it. To-. Like, you can't have it both ways, LeBron. I know no. it's your kid, but you can't come out here telling us that this guy's NBA ready and then be like, Please, can we just let him play in college? Oh, you know? he just wants to go to school. Like, can you just let him get to, to his, uh, his uh, psych 101 course? Yeah, exactly. He's got to experience all that universities have to offer. You can know? he just get through a one dorm year? Please. A, he wants to Give be this a, kid a break. He wants to be a don on the floor. Uh, <laughs> um, no, yeah, it's, it, it's absolutely like... LeBron, come on, man. Bronny James seems like, uh, from what I can tell from the internet, like a, a, a really great kid that everybody likes. Yeah, uh, He seems very well adjusted for being so famous. Um, he seems to just work hard and want to play basketball. Um, I think that there's an incredible amount of stress and pressure around this kid because he uh, because his dad has said, I will play with my son. And he will yeah, play exactly. in the NBA. And he's averaging like four, six points a game or something like that and um has fallen out so like uh, lebron james said this because the mock drafts had yes, uh, Bronny yes. james falling out of this draft entirely and probably having him declare uh in 2025 instead mm-hmm. having him return uh for another year at uh, uh usc and um yeah it is it's a classic you can't have it both ways you can't talk about your kid all the time and and his nba prospects and how ready he is to go and how he can play on the team today and then also turn around but like i feel like i feel like lebron knows i i feel like this is setting lebron's a savvy media guy he's absolutely setting the stage for um for Bronny to return uh for another year of college which is probably the right idea um although I was thinking about it and I was looking at some of our draft picks and I was just like, well, you know, there is a team that's going to try to lure LeBron James by taking Bronny. So if Bronny did declare for this draft, he will be an NBA player. He will, he will be on an NBA roster next year. Um, And then who knows all bets are off as to what happens. I still don't see a scenario where like he gets drafted by like the Hornets or something. And then LeBron James is like, I, I am signing with the Hornets in the offseason. Like, that's not happening. That's not what's going to happen. He'll, like, force them to trade. He'll force the Lakers to trade for him. 
and give up way too much. I know, but like you can't even. That's so hard to do, even with like. And then, and then, like, is that what is like it? But like, it's the manipulation of the dad with the kid going like, "I will just do whatever I want with this. This child will come with me." Um, I don't know. It's it's got to be like, it's got to be hard to be LeBron James' kid in a way, right? Yes, that's true. In a way, yes. In a way, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, in a way. In many ways, I bet it's dead easy. Um, <laughs> in many ways, I think it's fucking sweet. <laughs> it's not too much to worry about, honestly. Um, but yeah, no, in a way, it is hard. Um, uh, other, yeah, is, has there ever been a father son NBA pairing? I, I actually didn't have time. I didn't, I forgot to look it up, but I've, we've had some in hot. We've had uh, the Howes in hockey, we've had the Griffies in uh, baseball. Um, I'm, I'm, I'd bet serious money on that. It's never happened in the NFL. Of course, uh, according um, to a very basic Google search, it has never happened in the NBA. Interesting. Okay. Well, that would be, um, I'm sure which, underwhelming, which makes uh, a ton if, of if sense if it were to happen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It makes a ton of sense. Uh, like basketball players don't play as long as, you yes. know, yeah. uh, as, and I mean, especially this day and age when, when you like, you need to be, you, you need to so be good so good to maintain yes, exactly like, you know yeah. i don't know 70s hockey sure yeah they're, they're kind just of... like they're just walking also, around out there really i feel like i missed the discussion of how bad Bronny's name is <laughs> but like maybe we're just not having that discussion or did i miss it because like terrible name uh, at birth <laughs> yeah like the name your kid Bronny. is his name know. lebron uh as well i think it, he might be lebron james Jr. he might be a junior yeah, I feel like he's got to be. A junior, I think he's right? a junior. Um, okay, well then. But yeah, then, I don't know. Well there's then, not, then in that case, I feel there's not even a lot better. of <laughs> when a baby is born. There's not typically a lot of media discourse about whether or not their name is bad. <laughs> no, okay, that's fair. Honestly, that's fair. It doesn't. He is lead, LeBron James Jr. Yes, he is. Okay, yeah, it doesn't. Okay, that's what I thought. Better. Like they're like it. Well, LeBron James had a baby last night, and, uh, and we're bringing in Stephen A. to talk about, it. and he's like, "This baby's name is bad." <laughs> <laughs> He's, a bad name. He's gotta change the name. That's a very good Stephen A. <laughs> it's you not a good Stephen A. a. I can do that when he like when it, when he whispers. Yeah, yeah, says, yeah. I do not care. You cannot name this baby Bronny. <laughs> so to be clear, I did think of Bronny was LeBron was his name, but I was like, but like Bronny as a bad name is a what? It's, I think it's a terrible short version of that name. It's a bad nickname. I kind of like Bronny. It. I yeah, hate Bronny. it. Yeah. No, it's terrible. You sound it's like, like a, you should be on a like... pirate ship or something. Like you, sh- you sound like you should be sailing. Uh, like I don't. Why do I think that? You should be like, uh, you know, Victorian era pirate or something. Why do I think that? It sounds like LeBron James if he's playing on a hockey team, and everyone's like, "Yeah, Bronny. Bronny. Yeah, Bronny. Bronny. Yeah, yeah old Bronny, Bronny over there. Yeah. Yeah. Bronzy. Yeah. Bronzy. Bronzy. <laughs> Bronzy. Bronzy's. I think Bronny. Yeah. It would be Bronzy. It would be Bronzy. It would be bronze. Bronny Bronzy. I don't hate Bronny. I think it like sounds good. Uh, at first, uh, you know, uh, it maybe weird, but I think it's good. I think it's a good nickname. I think it's good. I like that it's. I like that it's like he goes by Bronny James, and he's not LeBron James Jr. That would put even somehow even more pressure on you to have the exact same name, I guess. Even though he technically does have that name, but to be referred to as a separate name, I guess is is like us is like somewhat better than than the other option this name 
is the greatest name <laughs> I've ever heard. <laughs> You've got even like good mannerisms down here. Yeah, yeah. like, I, like... I watch a lot of Stephen A videos. I think he's so great. <laughs> I just think he's the best. I don't care what anybody says. I think he's so entertaining. Oh, man. Um, Leading first take, Bronny James, good name. Let's move on to just talk about some impressive and fun stats with uh, Chet Holmgren being the fourth player in NBA history to total 150 blocks and 100 uh, three-pointers made in a season. That is very what – a, what a stat I, like, never thought I would see, basically, you know? Can I, can I talk about stats here? What's going on? What do you got against these stats? <laughs> I don't have – I don't have – Anything the combination of these two stats is a special thing. And I, if, if you told me, you know, as a kid playing NBA Jam that someone would have, some player would have these stats in the future, I'd be like, that is insane. No way. I wouldn't believe you. You'd be like, okay. No, I um, wouldn't. I don't think. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I don't saying. think that this is an insignificant achievement. I just think that we are starting to combine stats and go like, you know, this guy's a, this guy's a 45, 21 and 13. And uh, <laughs> and then pick the stat that it goes in. I feel like we're really reaching back. Like, and I only say this too because I'm going to pull it up now. Um, Michael Grange had this tweet yesterday. That um, hang on, let me find it. We can cut this part out. <laughs> no, this is staying in. This is this your is rebuttal to me bringing up a very cool and fun stat by going, well, I'm going to read something that uh, makes this sound dumb. Okay. So he says, um, uh, according to my basketball reference search, Scotty Barnes is the first person to have a triple double with at least 21 points, 12 rebounds, and 12 assists, and five blocks since 1977. That is such an obscure collection and numbering of numbers that it goes like nobody's done this since since 1977. There's only five people who have ever done this thing. I just think that we're cherry picking stats and like when they get obscure like this, like um, then and when the numbers get big and when the two categories are so diametrically opposed. It's like, it is impressive, but I also go like, I, I have no context for this. I have no historical context for this. Well, that's this the thing. very so, little to me. Because no one does this. This isn't a regular achievement to have this many three-pointers and this many, to be a guy who can get that many blocks and be a guy who can shoot that many threes. Obviously, that is the whole thing. That Why is it? It is impressive. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what you just said, the Michael Grange thing about Scotty, yes, that is a little bit more of a thing where it's like, well, what if someone had 12 assists or sorry uh, 11 assists therefore they fall out of this like elite club you're saying that scotty yeah, is in and it was about it's the like, blocks but it's like but it's like what number oh it was it was a triple double with you saying it was a triple double with five, five blocks it was the whole thing combined it was like uh, if it's just a triple double with five blocks then i think that is kind of impressive because because there's that other thing didn't they i saw the other day that's like wemby is the first guy to have like five <laughs> five in every stat like something like that it was like five blocks five steals five this five that five that like in however many games or something like that i didn't even really pay attention because because his stats are, are are all constantly being bandied around like that so um but i just think it's fun and cool to be like oh shit man this is now a stat this is now a combo of stats that that we're we've only seen this with three other players before and by the way i couldn't find 
the other players. I looked and I've, because the stat combo is so weird, I tried like typing it in and looking like I even looked under the tweet that it's mentioned in and stuff. I can't find it. So anyways, you know, bless oh, to you. Combo who, very weird. Almost made up. Almost, uh, almost, almost I mean, almost cherry pick to drive engagement. Uh, it's, you know what? It worked. It worked. And I'm, I don't regret it. Um, I think that like, I think that you look at these stats and I think that that is very impressive. It's just when you put it into the historical context, for some reason, I just go like, ah, I don't need it. Uh, it's fine. Whatever. Uh, when it's like, hey, Scotty Barnes is the first person to do this thing since 1977. I'm like, I didn't know this thing was a thing. And from 1977, I go, oh, okay. He's good. I get it. I get it. Is all I'm saying. 50 about- years? 50 that, years almost. That doesn't impress you that no one's done that combination I've been wait- of And I've been waiting for 50 years specifically for this moment, for this thing to happen. I don't know. I just, it's, it's just a, it's just a take I have about, about stats sometimes where I feel like we're very, uh, we, we really try to cherry pick things to say that it hasn't happened in a long time to communicate that somebody is good. When I can just look at the stats on their face and say, that's very impressive. I know they're good. You know, where, what you're, where you're right about this is that in always, no, not in always incorrect, <laughs> but, uh, if you if you follow well, first of all, Sports Illustrated is a fucking mess because they have just AI writing all their articles and stuff. I don't think that Sports <clears throat> Illustrated exists anymore, and they they now don't or something like that. Like, yeah, but like no, it, literally earlier in the season, they still did, mm-hmm. and it was and they had and then they got found out that the AI was writing their articles and shit. But um, they were having all these tweets, and and again, I guess it's because of the AI. But it was always like uh. uh Pascal Siakam uh, um, achieves historical, like, like uh, has some sort of sort of historical moment or something, and like it would be like there were so many tweets about like Demar Derozan in Chicago uh, um, makes history in in game against Pacers, and you're just like what what? And of course, when you first see that, you're like, what history is it? And it would always be some bullshit combination of stats. That's like, who cares if if this is the first time in history, this has happened, right? He's the first player to get three blocks and, you know, four steals and also uh, get a backcourt violation. It's like, that's nothing. So in that way, yes, to to drive those clicks like that. But I think this is, I I just think the Chet Holmgren one is a legitimate and cool one. It is cool. Uh, I just feel like these stats are being weaponized against me to get me to click on shit. It's all about and, yes. It, it is about you also. A thousand always. percent. It's always about <laughs> me. They're being they're being personally weaponized against me to uh, make me click on stuff and then make me scroll down through the whole article so they get their time on the web page SEO stuff. Um, anyways, th- there's a whole other like uh, uh, sports media um, uh, podcast we could do um, around all of this stuff, and I have so many takes. Okay, you wanted to talk about the Clippers new new uniforms yeah i did i like the okay so i always am uh fascinated when a uh, franchise comes out with a uh new uh logo because uh that doesn't mm. happen that often teams t- tend to stick with logos uh for a very long time but yep. uh the clippers they're moving into a new arena next year uh steve Ballmer has wanted to uh change um change up the look and uh so i read this um uh article by zach lowe uh, basically outlining that they brought in like a focus group um, and uh, Balmer was dead set on changing the name. He was like, this focus group is going to confirm that we should change the name of the team. Really? Everyone was like, you should not change the name of the team. Um, <laughs> so they're yeah, sticking, that... they're sticking with Clippers, which I did, which I didn't even know. Like I, 
you know, and I lived in Los Angeles for three years. I never really considered what a Clipper was. Um, yeah, that's the thing with team names. They, they, they don't matter, really. Yeah. You know? Uh, the they don't Lakers. Matter. They don't matter. Lakes until, in Los Angeles. Yeah, they don't matter until you, you make them literal. So a Clipper is a, mm. is a type of ship. Um, okay. It is uh, associated very much with San Diego, which is where the Clippers yes. uh, originated from. Well, they were mm. from Buffalo, and then they went to San Diego, and then they went to L.A., um, so their, their new logo is, is of a boat. It is of a clipper. Um, and it's supposed to be, they said that it's supposed to be like coming at you full steam and it just looks, but boats are slow. Um, so this yeah. boat does not look like it's coming at you full steam. It just kind of looks like a boat. It's very sleek. It seems very corporate. -y. It doesn't, it doesn't connect me at all to the city of Los Angeles, which is what I thought that they were going to try to do. Mm. Um, but so it doesn't feel like a Los Angeles thing either. Not that the Lakers do either because they came from Minnesota and and were called the Lakers. And that made sense because Minnesota has many lakes. Yes. And then the Clippers came from San Diego, which has these boats. So that makes sense for, you know, for San Diego. Um, right. L.A., the ultimate transplant city. Uh, I guess it makes sense that uh, they would have um, things associated with other cities as their team names. Um, so it's it's a boat. Um the the logo I think is not good. The jerseys, however, are quite good. Um, and yes, I've never the jerseys are great. Situation where the logo is um, the logo is very bland and boring, and the jerseys seem uh, seem very cool. They are the throwback to the I think in the two thousands. Those is the it's like the early Blake Griffin years. I think those were the jerseys that they uh, were wearing. It's the classic Clippers across the front. It looks really nice. Um, it's not too. It's um I don't know I think it looks great. It's good. It's clean. It's I love. I mean, it's the same colors uh, as now, but yeah, I don't know. I like them a lot. I think they're great. It's clean. It's classic. It makes you um it it, it gives the the Clippers some sort of like uh, history. It feels like it feels classic in a way. Uh, and while avoiding the terrible racism, yes, I agree. Uh, avoiding uh, the entire franchise <laughs> history, um, yes, yes, exactly. the, yes, Donald Sterling, yes, yeah, uh, all of the injuries, yes, uh, you know, just being an absolute the years of being the biggest joke in the league, the yes. biggest joke, yes. the worst franchise of all time, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, they yeah. were literally the laughing stock of all of sports in North America. I, I like the Clippers were a anyway, sorry, I didn't mean to derail you, but they were just a joke. No, totally. And so, like, you know, maybe this is a, a, a boat forward, you know? This is <laughs> sure. setting sails to commerces, I think is what uh, um, Anyways, bad logo, good jersey. I've never seen that happen before. It's an interesting thing. Yeah, I also do not like the logo. I think it's like... Um, it's a snooze. They did that thing where it's, like, simplified. It's all the same. It's all one color. Like, the whole logo is not all one color, but the boat is just blue and the negative space is white. And it's a, it's like, there's like a, a little bit of like, a, it looks kind of like a basketball on the bottom, which is like, okay, it doesn't look like a basketball though. So what is that? Um, I don't know. There's people on TikTok who like take a logo from a current sports team and then they like change it to be like updated and fresh or like whatever. And I guarantee you there's a hundred of those that are better than this because this is not, it's too, like you said, it's too corporate. -y. It doesn't feel, it looks like a, a, a logo for like a law firm or something. You know what I mean? 
Absolutely. I just can't picture kids going like that's, you know, kids who live in Los Angeles going like, that's what I want to wear. I want to wear a hat that has that Clippers logo on it. No. Yeah. And also you said that, um, uh, Clippers is a boat and I, and I like somewhere in my brain, I knew that. So when you said that, I was like, oh yeah, 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 of course. But for some reason, I think for all time, I had the idea that, it, that the LA, that the Clippers were named after a bird. I don't know why, why did I think a Clipper was a bird? I thought they were named after a barbershop. Um, <laughs> yeah, I thought they were named after a barber tool. Yeah. Um, yeah, no. Uh, anyways, yeah. Okay, I think bad name. What's the best jerseys in the NBA right now? Quick, off the top of your head. We're big jersey guys, so we always, I, I know we always pay attention to that sort of thing. When uh, I like the, I still like the Hawks jerseys. I think the Hawks jerseys really? are super slick and clean. Uh, I love their color combinations. I love the home and I love the away. Um, and I love their alternate um yeah, uh, the Hawks. I've thought that for a while, too. I've been like, man, I really kind of want to get a Hawks jersey. I think that they just look really good. Um, off, that's off the top of my head. I still like um, I still like the classic uh, 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 gold Lakers jersey. Yeah. Um, I don't like their purple ones right now. Um, whenever they you know uh, whenever they incorporate like black into it, I'm just kind of like, nah. Uh, but I don't mind the black Mamba jerseys, actually. Um. You know what jersey I'm finding myself surprisingly not hating is the neon green Pelicans, like the right where it's the Nola and it's in neon green mm -hmm. and it's like black. For some reason, I'm largely very against like neon colors in in jerseys, um, no matter what sport you're in. But for some reason, I keep I keep whenever I see those, I'm like, you know what? I don't hate that. I kind of like it. It sets them apart from every other team like no other team has has a color like that and um the the, the i like the nola like mm -hmm. there's just it's very like when you have jerseys that say like the the worst version of it i feel like is when the, the tampa bay lightning had the jersey and just said bolts or like the senators had sends and there's mm -hmm. some there's some others like that in the nba but nola's not not that to me like that's very like that's the city that's like you know anyways i really like it i think i think sneakily those are not my favorite jerseys but um but i like them a lot more than i thought i would yeah and i know we just spent time here uh praising the uh the clippers new jerseys but i don't like it when the clippers jerseys just say clips <laughs> no no exactly that's exactly what i don't like that's it yeah. that's it exactly yeah two nicknames um, i don't like nicknames on the jersey um this might be the end of the show we're gonna see uh, because uh, we're going to try to do something here, and if it doesn't work, I'm just going to cut it out. So okay, great. great. So no pressure. Um, um, so let's do this thing. Let's do this towers thing. Let's try it out. If it's if it's a, if it's a bummer, don't worry. Okay, here we are. Towers. We're going to start. Brendan has a secret category for me. I have a secret category for him. He's going to try and uh, we're both going to be like asking if we can have players until we get uh, enough that we can guess what the category is. Brendo, um, take out your earphones i will tell the listeners what the category is you are trying to guess okay so take okay. out your headphones okay okay can you hear me no right okay good brendan's category is nba league mvps okay all right come on back earphone back in earphone back in okay brenda you do the same thing except i will take my headphones out go Okay, Andy Hall, who cannot hear me anymore, is trying to guess rookies of the year historically in the NBA. Okay, you're good. 
Okay, great. I had to like hold my headphones pretty far away from my head because I could still hear them kind of. Yeah. Okay, I did not hear it though. All right. Okay, we'll see if this works. Who knows? It might be a complete disaster. All right, uh, Brendo, feel free to start. Can I have Kevin Durant, please? Uh, yes, you can have Kevin Durant. Okay. KD, you get him. Um, and it doesn't have to be current players. We I know I mentioned that earlier, but it doesn't have to be. We're mm-hmm. jettisoning all those weird things we said that haven't since been cut out of the podcast. Okay. Can I have Michael Jordan? Um, can you have Michael Jordan? Yes, you can. Okay. Okay. All right. I've got, I've got MJ. You've got KD. All right. You're up. Can I I have, uh, um, Russell Westbrook? Uh, Russell Westbrook. Yes. You can have, you can have Russ. Yeah. You got him. And wouldn't it be funny if we did choose the same things um <laughs> only the listeners know at this point if that isn't is in fact what oh, happened. man let me even see if it's possible uh though giving anything uh, away mm-hmm. yeah don't worry about it let's keep going uh can i have um hmm can i have uh can i have Kawhi. Uh, no. Okay. Okay. I cannot have Kawhi Leonard. All right. Okay. Okay. You're up. Um, can I have James Harden? Yes. Hmm. Okay, so I have Kevin Durant, Westbrook, and Harden. They're, they obviously have all played together um, in a couple of different uh, situations. So it's like, oh, is it just, this is just like uh, players who have – it can't be uh, vague enough that it's players who played together. But is it like an OKC thing? Is it a, a Nets thing? Well, let's find out. Let's find out. Okay. Um, ooh, okay, so I've got MJ and I don't have Kawhi. Okay, interesting. Can I have, uh, ooh, let's maybe try it. Can I have Kobe? Um, let me see. Can you have Kobe? Uh, no. Okay. Okay. Hmm. All right. I've only got Michael. That's all I've got so far. Yeah. Okay. Can I have Ben Simmons? Uh, I don't think so. No. Okay. You can't have Ben Simmons. No. That would be wild. Um, imagine. Uh, listeners. <laughs> that rules out Nets players. <laughs> okay. Can I have... Um, Um, can I have Vince Carter? Yes. Okay. Okay. That helps a lot. All right. Uh, can I have uh Shea Gilgis Alexander? No. Okay. Cannot have Shea. 
Can I have, hang on. Um, can I have, ooh, can I have Blake Griffin? Let me check. Um, I'm gonna, my instinct says, uh, yes, you can. Okay. All right. That helps a ton. You think you got it? I think I got it. Okay. What is but it? I'm going to, I'm going to make another, I'm going to make one more guess just to lock it in. Okay. Okay. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, pressure's gosh. on pressure's on i don't know can i have um um can i have Giannis? yes you can have Giannis. yeah okay go ahead can i have uh can i have mac mcclung no Oh, okay. That throws out what I had then. All right. Honestly, the honest thing is throwing me now. Oh, wait. Hmm. Okay. Hang on. Hang on. Actually, wait. I think I maybe know. Uh, can I have um, uh, can I have Magic Johnson? Uh, yes. Certainly. Okay, I think I know what it is. Do you want to guess? Uh, am I picking uh, USA team basketball members? No. Oh, what? Are you kidding me? No, you are not. No, you are not. Oh, of course, Giannis wouldn't be there. That Giannis was, wouldn't, was, wouldn't be on that team. Either. <laughs> yes. I was just like, oh, okay, I got it. I got it. Giannis, uh, the USA basketball. No, that's so stupid. Okay. And I'm obviously not picking dunk contest winners. Um, wow, okay. All right. I like that we like thought we had it though, both of us. That's yeah. promising for the game. Uh okay, what about this? Can I have um can I have Giannis? Um No, you cannot. Okay. Now I have to look something up. You can go. I'm just looking. Um, can I have um, Michael Jordan? I don't even know what I'm picking anymore. <laughs> you can have Michael Jordan, though. Are these like um, highest scoring people on their teams? No. Points per game? <laughs> no. Okay. Go okay. ahead. MJ, Vince, Blake Griffin. Can I have... Larry Bird? No. Um, never mind. Never mind. Never. No. I mean, you can answer this, but it's not what I thought. I've already ruled that out. I mean, you can have Larry Bird if you want Larry Bird. Okay. I do want Larry Bird. So, okay. Hmm. I've got Michael, Vince. I got Blake Griffin. I got Larry Bird. See, I thought you were definitely getting mine. I thought you had it, like in the in the in the bank. Is it? Uh, okay, I think I might know enough. Okay, 
What's guess? Astro is it? Uh, it's NBA MVPs. Hey, there we go. There you go. Great the Westbrook thing threw me because I was like, oh, I don't think that he. Uh, I was like, I just forget it. Like me too. That's when I was like, wait, I did he? <laughs> uh, I'm like, I think he did, but I'm not 100 percent sure. And then yeah, for sure. Um, okay, and your okay. Let me get one more. Let me ask one more thing, and then if I don't get it, I don't get it. Can I get? Ooh, this is this one's. I don't know what this is. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I, see, I don't even know. I don't even have an idea anymore. Can I get Nikola Jokic? Let me see. Can you get? Um. No, you cannot. I can't have Jokic, so I would have. I don't know what even to guess here. Uh, is it? Um. Players who um, players who have no, it's not. It can't be that because Kobe's down here. Uh, I don't know. I give up. It's uh, rookies of the year. Oh, dang! They're all players one, who won rookie of the year. That's a good one. I should have been able to pick up on that. Very good job. Great job. I thought you had it. I thought you. Uh, I thought you knew. I was thinking of awards too, and for some reason, uh, uh, Ricky the Year didn't come into my mind for some reason. Or you know what? I I mean, weirdly enough, I don't. I always forget that Vince won Ricky of the Year, but that's not really why. I just didn't wasn't thinking about it. But I do always forget that Vince Carter won that. Uh, all right, there you go. There's our show for today. Uh, thanks so much for listening, everybody. Brendo, uh, what what do you got coming up? Anything? Same thing we talk about every time. Space Jans, let's go. Space Janitors, our web series coming May 4th. back. May 4th, check it out. Space Janitors on YouTube. And uh, yeah, other than that, um, I got nothing. I'm uh, cooking a pork tenderloin tonight. I got to get nice. out of here. Yeah, you got to get out of here. And I've uh, I'm, I'm featured on uh, my wife's podcast, The Funny Thing About Ghosts. If you like ghost stories and stuff, uh, go listen to that show. There's uh, She's got a bunch of good guests coming up. She's had a bunch of guests like uh, Colin Mockery and Ann Purnell and a bunch of funny people and a bunch of good comedians. So check that one out. Uh, the funny thing about ghosts. All right. Uh, thanks so much for listening, everybody. Uh, remember to hit subscribe down there for the uh, Raptors of public YouTube channel. If you're, if you're watching on YouTube um, and uh, yeah, I mean, big thanks to big thanks to FanDuel as always, you know, thanks for, uh, for being the, the big sponsor and we'll see everybody next time. See ya. Bye.